from them everything. Hey, this is Chris Cope, uh, stand-up comedian from Los Angeles, and you're listening to the MHOG Podcast. Welcome back to the MHOG Podcast. I'm your host, Wayne, and um, you know the rest of these people, kind of. Yeah, I'm the rum guy. Hi. The rum guy is not I'm here. in Georgia. That's not here. Possibly my wife. What? <laughs> um, and that would be who are you, sir? Mart. No, that Mart. We know who Mart. Mart. Mart's finally joining us again from the UK. So it's magical. He's back on his cell phone, and um, I just want to prove that he's really alive and a real person. I am actually fully alive. See, see, he's not made up. I'm the person. <laughs> and we have a very special guest today, Mr. Chris Cope. Yeah, very special indeed. How you guys doing? You having fun? Where is this out of today? Where are we out of? We're out of all over the place. But uh, right now, I'm me and Adam are actually in uh, the New Orleans area. And um, like I said, uh, Mart is out of uh, someplace in the UK. Just south of Manchester, England. What, what about you? Where, where, are you, where are you hollering from? Uh, I live in Los Angeles now, originally from Florida. Oh, really? Uh, Gainesville, right? Yeah. I've Someone passed just... through it many times. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't much to it besides, I mean, uh, you know, well, college. It's a town, yeah. Yeah, that's where I started stand-up, and it was good for a while. I'm out here now, though. Right on, right on. Um, how, uh, I'm, I'm always curious, because we, we have a lot of local comics here. Like, New Orleans has a burgeoning scene. And when I say burgeoning, I mean, there's... It's probably like a uh, hundred or so comics. Oh yeah, around, around these parts. Um, what, at what point did you decide, like it, it, you know, Florida was too small for for your career? Um, I mean, I started. Uh, like I said, I started. I started at nineteen. I was working uh, clubs at like twenty twenty one. So I mean, I I've performed four countries and uh, every state except for Montana, Alaska, and Hawaii. So damn, I got I got through all that. Yeah, I just. Could, you know, I just got myself in with as many clubs as I could, and you know, and I, uh, Mark will agree with this. You work out as much as you, you know, you, when you are starting, you want to go as far away from where you started as possible to see how funny, to see if you're funny there, you know? Right, right. And after you do a bunch of states and you just realize I'm funny, I might as well go to somewhere and actually help my career and go to a place where I can, you know, get on TV or get in front of somebody that can put my stand up on TV. Okay. And how did you decide? I mean, I know when a lot of comics are moving on from their their home base, it's always the like, do I go to New York or do I go to L.A.? What what was the deciding factors for you? Florida uh, is is kind of hot and sunshiny, and there's water. Uh, California is the exact same thing. Uh, New York has illegal weed. California has legal weed. <laughs> That's where my thoughts went. That's a no brainer. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I can go to a dispensary. Hmm. I don't know. That's a hard choice there. And, and I've, I've been to New York a few times, and not to shit on it, but 
I'm going to shit on it. Everybody just looked poor. I couldn't see the sun, and I like driving a car. So, you know. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I'm not I'm not supporting New York. I actually hate New Yorkers for the most part. That's, But uh, I was just curious, like, because it is, it, it, you know, they're both huge as far as uh, the entertainment industry. They're both pretty big deals, and it's, but they're both different ch- career choices. Yeah, and I think it just uh, it depends on the, the type of comic. Uh, and you know, and this is going to sound corny as shit, and I, I I even hate to say it, but when I went to New York, I didn't feel like I was home. When I visited LA before I moved, it, it felt like home. I felt like all right, I want to come here. So I just kind of trusted my gut, you know. Right, it, it was more of a more of a good feel to it when you went to California, basically. With, because I had a shit ton of edibles and I was feeling as mellow as a fucking a throw rug. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hey, I'm not <laughs> what the moment gave me. So how's the, how's the scene and everything going on for you over there? It's going good, man. The one thing I like being about here is if you bust your ass, there's more. There's like reward in the sense of like you know you make progress. You get in better clubs, get on better shows. You meet better people, not better people, but you know more influential people that can maybe do something for you. Yeah, it, I mean <clears throat> it's weird how I can balance doing a show, shooting a sketch, and doing vines. You know, in a day on a Sunday, and it's just fun that I have this access to so much creativity and so much just being able to create. That's really cool. Yeah, man, it really is. Like, this is what I want to do with my life, so I'm gonna fucking do it. You know, yeah, good time, guys. Yeah, push it. Oh no, I just said I always have that kind of floor clack clack stop me. You know, attitude, holding a handgun. (laughs) Hey, you can't do that as much in L.A. Uh, I guess it depends on what what parts of L.A. you're you're in. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I said I never find myself there, man. Those, yeah, there are some rough spots in this city that I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'll stay in Hollywood. Me and the gay dudes. Oh, I, well, I hear you. We're we're in New Orleans, so we we uh, we definitely have that. Uh, in fact, Wayne and I just went to uh, a comedy show a week ago uh, for a comic named Ted Alexandro, and they they decided to have the show in a very rough neighborhood. But uh, so. You know, being that you're in L.A., uh, is there less of a focus on, like, uh, touring as a comic and more of a, you know, like like getting involved in the entertainment industry and other facets, or, or is it kind of the same? I don't know. I mean, I, I get to do, I would do, I do one to two long sets maybe every ten days. What, what's, you a, know? what's a long set for you? I mean, I would say anything between 20 to 45 minutes. Okay. You know, in the set, like, Everyone kind of has this idea of L.A. just being a showcase city. Yeah, it is. Most of the clubs, you're not going to get more than seven minutes, but there are clubs out of L.A. Like, I'm going to Ventura tonight. I'm driving 60 miles, you know, to go host a show, and it's great because it's paid, you know, and I'll come back in a month and headline it. So it's the guy uses headliners to host and to close. So there's good paid work, uh, you know, it's just not consistent. Like, if I wanted to be only a comedian, I would have to go back on the East Coast and the Midwest and work every week. Okay. There's, yeah, I'm not a draw, so the money is what the club pays, and if I have a shit week selling merch, you know, I I I'm, I'm, I could be busted, you know? So, being because I want auditions, I can write, I can do a lot of stuff, and I have a, you know, I have a day job that helps support, you know, the whole creation. You know, I, I really think uh, you were the first comedian. We we host shows as well, but you you were remind, you were like one of the first comedians that I, I've I've actually talked to that actually has his own merchandise. 
Like seriously, that's like, awesome. Like, like yeah, I think that's great because I mean you know, being in the music, I, I me personally, we and I was in a band for a long time, and Mart's been in been a band, and and we push if we don't, you know, ticket sales aren't very good sometimes. I mean, you can only get so many people in a door. The the the, the place takes half of it right off the top. Yeah. And then and then if you don't push your merchandise, you got to split it with the three other bands that you've been you know performing with, so you end up with like six dollars. So. I, I can see what you mean. Like most comedians, if you got a, a a shit ton of comedians on a set, you know, on a list, if you're expecting to make a lot on on the door, it's not going to work. Well, no, a lot of times you don't even make shit off the door. It's like, hey, I'm going to pay you seventy five bucks flat. You're going to do a half hour, or I'll pay you a buck fifty, and you'll headline. Like that's about the rates out here, aren't they? I mean, the rates aren't they're fair for the rest of the country in the sense of like middles make between fifty and a hundred bucks. Headliners make between 150 and 300, or unless it's a special circumstance. That's about the money. That's about the pay scale. I mean, that's what the, the improv pays. I think 300 a show for non like non big acts. Hmm. But everybody is different. But yeah, if you don't sell merch, you're not gonna make enough money. Right. I sell a t-shirt, a CD. You know, I, I'm thinking about getting beer koozies when I go like when I go back and do like a shits on the clubs because you know people love to buy your stuff. They're not necessarily buying the merch to you know I'm gonna use this. It's more, I really appreciate your, your, it's, your content, you know? Yeah, it's a support thing, oh, you know? Man. Some girls blow you, some girls buy a CD, you know? <laughs> Which one do you shoot for? Yeah, yeah, which one do you like the most? <laughs> Whichever one pays the rent. That's true. <laughs> yeah, right? It depends on the time of the month, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's right after the first. Uh, please just buy this koozie. <laughs> yeah, koozie. <laughs> So you got any uh any any gigs and stuff lined up or stuff going on soon? Yeah, um I mean, I'm doing shows on I got two shows this week uh coming up at the comedy store in Hollywood. And then just, you know, ever and then some shows there's a lot of ton of like shows are like quote unquote hot like bar shows and the reason why they're hot is because celebrity like celebrity comics like Chris Rock, Bill Burr, when they're in LA, they pop in and do sets to work on the material. So that heightens the the persona of the show, it brings out industry. And then if you, you kind of work to get on those shows, so, you know, you're the minor league in sense of talent on the showcase. Right. But you're getting seen by people that matter. Like, I walk up to you and go, hey, well, I'm with CAA. We're looking for your that's, type. And I liked what I saw. The point, that's I have the a point. Getting, getting your face out there and getting yourself known. Yeah, if you don't and network. As many forums as possible. No, yeah, I'm just saying it to be all, all about getting your face out there and seeing as many people as possible and getting them to see you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's why I hustle the Twitter game and all that shit, just because you have to. you got to just reach as many people as you can. Yeah, because, I mean, people aren't going to, you know, just... If you're if you're a low name person, you know, like or like us with the bands, if you, if you know, you're just starting out, you want to attach yourself to some, like you said, like a show that's got some kind of hierarchy on it, that way you can kind of get seen by the people that are going to be there all the time. It's like you said earlier with bands. The, on, the only way you're going to get to that wider audience is by doing support slots with much bigger bands than yourself. Yeah. And you get to learn, too. You watch, I mean, when I watch, like, a veteran, like, when I see Chris Rock or Bill Burr go up, oh, it's like watching someone teach your fucking master's class. I'm like, oh, wow, I got to quit this. I'm not good. <laughs> this is shit. Oh, fuck, I'm dead. This is okay. It's like watching Ali get in the ring, and you're just like, yeah. I'm going to go back to the barn. Y'all need me. I'm be hitting this bag over here. That that's so true, man. Because I've I've done that many times watching the bands. I'm going, uh, why am I doing this? Look at these guys. 
I uh, I saw Bill Burr one night in Hollywood, West Hollywood, the gayest part of West Hollywood. And he's on stage and he does this bit. He goes, I'm tired of gay people getting a pass for everything. Gay people aren't blameless for everything. <laughs> and the crowd tenses up. You're like, oh, Jesus. Get tight. And people have ruined shit. And it gets even tighter. And he just goes, steam room. That's uh, all he said. <laughs> steam rooms. And it was like a right hand from Tyson, man. The fucking blew up. And I'm like, God damn. God damn, that son of a bitch is good. Found the one thing none of us searched in our head for. Yeah. yeah. And just, ugh. I, I really wish we could, uh, you know, have, like, that level of comedians, like, show up out here. Sometimes we had, we had, um, Louis C.K. showed up out here a few times. And, yeah. uh, and what's his name? Hannibal Burris? Yeah. yeah. He did a few, like, just showed up at some shows, you know, and, and did some stuff, but. A lot of that's because New Orleans has, has uh, up until probably this year, uh, New Orleans has a lot of filming going on, and, you know, so, I think Louis C.K. was, I, I'm I'm pretty sure they were both films. What? What? That was weird. Dude, this, I, uh, Chris, I, I have to apologize. This isn't normal for us. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's like some weird... Um, and, uh, My phone got a text. Oh, okay. Well, that's what it was. Also, right. I'd like to apologize real quick. I had to step away. The, the alarm guy was here to tell me something about my neighbor. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Your neighbor tried to break into your house. Just letting you know. No, he said something like the the alarms are messing with the phone line. I was like, I don't. Okay, all right, whatever. So sorry about that. Uh, we we try to be much more professional. I mean, we're, we're not necessarily, but we try. <laughs> you say, speak for yourself. I don't know much about professionalism. Uh, I know. And I- I know. You think I like fucking working hard? You guys are doing just fine. Sweet. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Uh, I wanted to ask you, and you might have answered this in the two minutes that I walked off. So is is uh, you mentioned the the comedy store? Is that your your you know, for lack of a better word, your home base? Like your your favorite club? To I mean, favorite in the sense that like they have three stages. Uh, they do a lot of produce shows. They do a lot of they do shows constantly. So getting up isn't uh, it's hard, but it isn't super hard. Um, but in the sense of, like, my home club, I mean, you perform as much as you can at the improv, at the comedy store. You try to get in the Laugh Factory, <clears throat> you know, and you just kind of work your way up this ladder. Um, what helps you cut up this ladder is, like, getting on TV, <clears throat> you know, having good TV credits. All of a sudden, hey, now you're, you know, they want to put your name on the marquee. You're a draw. You know, other than that, you just work your way up. And I've got, I've had some small credits out here, and, you know, as kind of like a step at a time, I'm just working my way up. You know, it's it's crazy. It's uh, it's just shows you how how I, I don't even know what the word is, but but kind of sad the the comedy industry is now. It used to be, if you were funny and you worked hard, you worked your way up, and then TV people would notice you. Now you have to go get TV credits in order to get more time. Yeah, yeah to even get on the stage. Yeah, seems a little well, yeah, backwards. Well, people don't realize out here is there are tons of guys. There are on every show you can only have about ten people. You know, there's 500 celebrity comics that live out here, mm-hmm. you know, True. and it's three clubs for them to go up at. So when you do the math, it's like, well, these guys are all going to have, you know, and these guys all have legit credits because I would say most of them, you know, I see guys walk on the comedy store and the ones that are really respected are the guys that are like 15, 20 years in, you know, and I'm like, you don't, you may not know that you may go, oh, well, yeah, but he was, but that guy was doing TV fucking 10 years ago. So yeah, he's going to get to go up when he wants. 
Yeah, that's that, that's actually. I mean, it, it's not like this isn't common sense, but uh, the more we get involved with the local comedy scene, the more it's it's pretty obvious. Like, like okay, you've been doing it two years, and you're incredibly funny. But you know, then we got uh, like we had a guy named Tony Frederick on our show a couple of weeks ago, and yep. he he's been really? doing it for eight years. So it's not necessarily that he's funnier than say the person who went before him. But there's no substitute for experience as a comic. Like there's there's just like the oh. ability to like like be more Read graceful in in your in your delivery and just understand how to move the crowd without having to constantly like hit them with with jokes. Yeah, I mean a lot of things. Learning is like and even the comfortability of silence, being up there and you know not feeling you like it's like being with like uh, I would say enjoying the silence on stage is like when you're with your friend and you have that comfortability of that friendship where you don't have to say something. Yeah, I've seen comics that are super nervous on stage and they're just talking fast and talking just like, okay, maybe if I just have a ton of content, they'll like it. And I'm like, no, it's not how how much you say, it's what you say. That's right, true. right. What um, what kind of comic do you consider yourself in the sense that you know, there's there's some guys who are storytellers or some guys who are just like old fashioned road comics, and then there's some people who care more about like sketch comedy and and improv that kind of stuff. Um, no, I would say more of a storyteller. Uh, yeah, I would say definitely a storyteller. It's mainly autobiographical. Most of my jokes are about me or my life, you know, to date. So I just, as I develop as a human, so does my <laughs> Was there ever, like, a point where you, you know, like, I, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of this since it's so hard to do, but was there ever a point where you decided, well, oh, let me, let me try and be the topical guy or, or, you know, or what have you? Extremely lazy. I, uh, I, unless I'm getting paid specifically to do it, I will not write a joke that has a shelf life. That, that is for Twitter now. To me, that's where all the really easy topical jokes go is Twitter. Because the, the subject is so broad and so generic and so accessible to everyone that everybody gets to fucking gut the joke and come up with their own Caitlyn Jenner bit. Right. You know, I've, I've personally, I'm sorry. There's no personal. There's no personal reflection. There's no personal attachment to the joke. It's just so yeah. Caitlyn Jenner's got a pussy now. You know, it's <laughs> Mark. Do, do you guys talk a lot about uh, of Caitlyn Jenner out there? Is that that fucking mutant thing? Yeah, yeah, the mutant thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> good old progress from Britain. I love that. <laughs> that... You mean that transgendered fucking muppet looking thing? That's that's it. The, the transgender bit doesn't bother me. It's the extreme facial surgery that makes it look like some kind of weird Star Trek extra. Well, because that's what happens when you go from what you were born as to something different. That's why, like, it looks weird. It's like it's like taking a car and turning it into a truck or a truck into a car. It's gonna have rough edges. <laughs> it didn't happen. It's just like a like something out of V. Chopped. If you look at that photo. Oh my god, it was so photoshopped. Like, oh, oh yeah, there, there are a lot of people who don't want to believe that. They're like, no, no, she, he, whatever. Look, that's that's how she looks. And it's like, no. Well, first of all, Vanity Fair doesn't put out covers that aren't photoshopped. Photoshop, yeah. It doesn't matter yeah, who man. you are. Deontay's ass ain't that perfect. No. Caitlin, that's sexy. 
Well, I'll, I'll take you back even further. Like, re- remember when the big thing was Demi Moore pregnant? Do you think oh, she didn't yeah. have any stretch marks whatsoever? Is that is that realistic? No. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. She has a perfect, you know, stomach. It, it never had a stretch mark. Listen, guys, I'm pregnant 365. My gut looks like a roadmap. <laughs> I, I'd laugh at that, but I look the same way, and it's it really it's <laughs> it hurts because it's true. It's so Mark, funny. Mark's the, uh, Mark is the English guy, right, Mark? Yeah, his name's Mark. 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 <laughs> Mark sounds thin. I can tell he is. He is. He is. He is. He's a little dude. Well, he's not little. He's, he's he's a tall guy, but he's skinny. Yeah, I can hear. It's so funny. You can hear what people look like in their voice. <laughs> in England, they call it gaunt. Sound high? Do I sound high? I'm sorry. Do you sound high? No. No, you sound perfectly fine. We're we're used to that anyway, so. Yeah, most of our guests are either high or drunk, so it's and, okay. And at least one of our hosts, usually. Yeah, so we're good. Okay, good. <laughs> no, so that, that, that comment was just like, I legitimately, when I hear someone's voice, I can kind of figure out what they're going to look like in my head. Yeah, I, I'm I like to think of myself as, I'm not skinny. I'm you're, the, you're the skinniest mus- man on this show right now. Probably. Yes. <laughs> then, then I'm vindicated. It's because all y'all got nice food over there. We we've just got grass. Yeah, you guys eat weird shit. That's true. Whenever like, I go to, I'm sorry. That's why that's why Mart is so skinny because they eat just disgusting food. I don't, I don't understand how you can say it's disgusting. It's well, nice you eat things called blood sausage and spotted <laughs> dick. <laughs> those are those are those are what we call uh, venereal are, diseases. They're delicious. Wait, what? I, I, I'm sorry, I don't eat anything that starts with the word blood. Uh, there's a there's a place in Santa Monica. It's a British pub that serves uh, like British pub food, and I get I the, the most random stuff on the menu, and it's delicious. I I am a big weird like not foodie, but since I've moved out here, there's just so much shit to try, and I'm there getting a free meal from the place because I'm performing. So you're damn right, I'm gonna get some spotted dick. I'm gonna get as much spotted dick in my mouth as I can. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, um... <laughs> How much can you? I like to try weird shit, too, but... But I don't know, something about something called a spotted dick just kind of... You eat, like, fucking fish and shit. You eat right. weird fish and weird stuff like that. Yeah, I, like, I eat all, like, the the raw fish and the octopus and the weird shit, yeah. If, if something's got pincers, you shouldn't be eating it. Pincers, yeah, they keep away. Yeah, I, I went to a crawfish boil at my uncle's house, and, and I took a picture of the... <laughs> <laughs> crawfish, and I sent it Let's to Let's just Mark. get this straight. This picture was a fucking horror show. <laughs> it was just a bunch of crawfish laying on the table, and he's like, oh my god, it's like sea spiders. <laughs> fucking you know, awful. It, yeah, I oh, don't It was craw- like arachnophobia. You don't eat crawfish either, man? No, I'll eat oysters, shrimp, scallops, all that shit, but no crawfish. Really? Damn, why? What, what's the... Just never really took to it. Oh, okay, all right. You have tried it, though. Yeah, several times. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't preach it. I'll put it in my mouth first. (laughs) That's what I said. That'll get you you pretty far in L.A., so, you know. Yeah. (laughs) That'll work. Pride parade every day there. Yeah. I don't actually eat crawfish either, so I don't don't judge you harshly for that. (laughs) Although I I occasionally get crap for it from other Louisiana people. Well, you know what, though? But their body isn't already dead. Let's be honest. If Jeff has taught me anything, hello. Did we black out? No, I'm about. Sorry. This is 
I don't know what's going on with this podcast. <laughs> I Hello? I'm still here. Can you hear me? Okay, yeah, you kind of faded out for a second. Uh, yeah, it's so, it's, it's such a crapshoot with, with, uh, with podcasting. And, and actually, that's, that's the one, uh, kind of sucky thing about not being in a place like LA or New York as podcasters. Cause over there, like when you're listening to one of the big guys, like whatever, Mark Mariner or Jay Moore, whoever, the, the, the guests just show up. Over, <laughs> over here, if we're getting someone who's, you know, of any, Notoriety, it's Skype or nothing. So it's yeah, it's not, yeah. They can't just show up out here. It'd be yeah. nice if they did. It would be cool. Of course. So one day Elon Musk is going to invent that bullet thing, and it's going to just change the face of podcasting, which I assume is its central purpose. I like how you think that. Like that's your first thought. Like not a transcontinental bullet thing. Like oh my god, no, it's so people can hear my podcast. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, look, uh, the world revolves around me as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, like, yeah, like, fuck it. Like, I don't care about, you know, sending grain across the country to the homeless. Like, what? <laughs> I don't know those people. Sorry. I'm giving you guys a hard time, man. I would do that shit. I would, I would tube hookers from wherever I could find. Maybe just get on the bullet. I'll see you in 30 seconds. That is, that would, you know what? That would definitely change the face of, of, uh, prostitution because you get all the clean ones from Nevada. And then you would, yeah. you know, a lot less to worry about. Like, you do, you know, like, it's a few, I'm sure it'd be a few bucks by then, you know, it's like, it's a good, it's a good bargain. The whores in Vegas ain't as clean as you think, let's be honest. Uh, well, the ones in Vegas definitely are, because I've seen those, uh, those matchbooks that they, <laughs> they put their faces on. <laughs> That's the girl that shows up, trust me. Is it? Like, I've always wondered about that, because I never ordered one. I'm like, look, if there's 500 of these cards that say candy on it, Candy ain't showing up in five rooms. I figure there's there's uh some some dirty like crack whore named Lucy who's showing up at least one of those doors. Want to know the rub? Here's the rub. All right, that whatever that price is on the card, that's just to get them to show up to your room. If you want to do anything else, they have their rates, and the shit starts at like a buck fifty for them just to even look at it. No shit. You know, yeah. you can go on chat roulette and get somebody to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> It's mostly dudes, but whatever. Well, what look. You, uh, she gets there. If you're going to be cheap, you'll pay 50 bucks just for the situation to be over. Well, what if or, you don't want to pay the 50 bucks? What does she do? Just stand there? I mean, you know, I'm assuming there's a problem at that point. I don't know. I've never, I've never been in that situation. I usually just start negotiating one way or the other. Right. Because <laughs> the last thing you want is some, some big guy named Olaf like showing up five minutes later. Yeah. I guess I'm there to work. And, and not with a gun, either. He comes up with like one of these big-ass fucking knives. Yeah. Listen to me. You pay $50, you make fucky, you leave. That's right. <laughs> or you lose your penis. Pick one. America's so crazy. <laughs> Only because right. we, let, we let Olaf in. Right, Mark? Hey, hey there, fella. Fucking hell. Over here, they just line the streets in certain areas, and that's about it. Well, so, yeah, but so the streets really are paved with gold in England. <laughs> what, what is but definitely the in gold? Prostitute in England. I wouldn't know such things. Well, you drove a cab for I don't know how many years. You can at least know how much a prostitute costs. I'm sure you were asked that question. I think it's probably depending on the sort of standard you go for. Okay, really. okay. Look, just just so Vicky hears this and understands, 
I've never hired a prostitute, but I can tell you that it it starts at probably fifty bucks if you're on the lower streets, and two hundred for a good one. I, I, I it does. You don't have to have hired one to know. Like so, the, Vicky, oh. he didn't cheat. Don't <laughs> don't chop <laughs> off the. She's just sat there staring at me, firing daggers from her eyes. Don't don't chop his penis off. Um, from what I can gather, if you want some horrible crack whore to suck your cock, it's probably 10 quid, 10 pounds. But, you know, if you're going for some high-class hooker, it could run into the thousands. It's just totally dependent well, on I the standard of woman that you want. Of pounds, so that works out. <laughs> he, he didn't mean weight. Oh, never mind. Coming in like a wrecking ball. Coming like a wrecking ball. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I, I'm looking up and down Craigslist. You guys got me hankered for a whore. <laughs> Yes, that's it. That's what we do here at the MHOG. We 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 get you hankering for whores. Dude, look, yeah. we're we're not making any money at this. Maybe we should turn into to pimps. Yeah, podcast true. pimps. Podcast pimps. I I would be all about that. If there's any of our listeners that uh, walk the streets at night, please call us up and we'll we'll I mean, book that, you. Look, we'll, that's we'll the best shows. That's the best time to listen to us. Is they're walking the streets, listening to us. Talk. You know what? In a weird way, I would be really honored, like, if it turns out we just have a, like, we, you know, like, our audience isn't where it needs to be, and if, like, it certainly turned out that we had, like, this huge audience of following prostitutes, your- like, that just funny. love us. Yeah. If you think, that's so funny. I would love that. <laughs> hey, my name's Vicky. I'm from Tupelo, and uh, when I'm walking the streets after, like, four days of a crack bender, and I'm sucking dick for 20 bucks, nothing makes me better than turn on y'all's podcast. <laughs> Dude, that would be the great. That would be the greatest like promo quote. Hey, Fifty states. That's that's gold. <laughs> God, from from your lips to God's ears, sir. Yes, yes. I hope not for hum her lips. God's gonna get herpes on his ear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's cool. He can turn water into wine. I'm sure you can turn like Kool Aid into you know penicillin, syphilis. <laughs> Kool Aid into syphilis. What kind of God do you follow? Right, the pagan one, my friend. <laughs> Jim Jones, motherfucker. We, you know what it's like over here. We follow the old gods. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You guys are like Thor, and well, your baby's name is Loki. So, hey, listen, I follow the new gods. Lemmy, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. Lemmy is God. <laughs> oh, for a second there, I thought this was going into comic book territory. I was like, oh, he follows Orion. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> no music. Sorry. Uh. I'm disappointed. God damn it. All right, Chris, um, what do you do besides work and pick up hookers? Uh, well, let's, let's, I don't pick up hookers that often, ever, really, ever. <laughs> and state that for the fact that this is going to be on the internet. Right. Uh, right. I was just giving you knowledge of things that I've learned through my travels. Oh, God. Uh, no hookers yeah, for Chris. Job, uh, I help a special needs kid. Wow. I, uh, I work dispatch for a delivery company, a weed delivery company. Okay. And I do dinner theater too. That's on awesome, top. dude. Yeah, Did I just awesome. hear you right and say you work for a weed delivery company. How does it ever get there? <laughs> How I mean, does fucking we- nothing getting delivered in my round. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you don't live in a poor backwoods company, you don't need to steal everything that you're supposed to deliver, Mart. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the price for weed here is re- I get like $45 quarters of top notch, blow your skirt up. Dick in the dirt weed. Like, you know, that gets me ribbed as shit and almost ineffective as a human. Wait, wait. How did you refer to that last 
scratch. <laughs> what? what? I'm, I'm kind of glad I don't smoke now. I don't know if that's something I want to inhale. What? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so- oh, I know. I got a buddy of mine. He lives in Metairie. And uh, last time I was, when I, I'm sorry, when I was moving to LA, I stayed in New Orleans for like three days. And uh, I brought, he hadn't had good weed in forever, man. I floored him. That dude was <laughs> two days, man. He built the, I mean, I kept fucking his brain up. It was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's where, uh, that's actually where me and Adam are. All right, we're in the area. You guys are rich. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Rich. I live in that classy part of Metairie. Huh? No. I, yeah, I, I, I live in a fucking it. townhouse, dude. I, you know, I'm not rich. Believe me, living in a house in New Orleans is way more expensive than living in a house in New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, we, don't, I live, I mean, we, don't, we don't live in the projects, for sure, but... I'm just shit. No, it's all right. It's all right. If you guys were in a place that I'd never heard of, I couldn't talk shit about it, but uh, I've been there. So I'm, I can certainly in my Oswego, so leave me alone. Yeah, and I'm from Marrero, so <laughs> we moved on up. And you know what? I love that whole fucking. St- I really do love the state of New uh, Louisiana. It really is fun, and the, I don't know. I just really enjoy every time I go there. I always have a great fucking time. So. Well, look, if you if you ever down here and, and you want to do some time on a stage, you let us know. Oh, I definitely will, man. I'm I'm trying to figure out how. I, there used to be. I, I've done the Boomtown Casino. I did I mean, that times and. Cause there's a there's a shit ton of open mics now out here, but there's no club work. Does Hera even have like a a no, week? Yes, or- yes, they do. Yes, they do. In fact, there's a. I don't. Um, I, I I've only seen her once, but I, I understand that she she does like Vegas. Um, Jody Borello. I don't know. If she 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 has it like monthly or what? But I know she's she's brought people up, and they they occasionally have shows in, in the Harris Casino. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I just want. I figure what the cash would be, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the problem here with New Orleans is that, uh, in fact, the, the, it's funny because uh, uh, we're out in Metairie. Uh, there's a little bit of um, bizarre warfare that goes on as far as uh, a little what people are willing to do and not willing to do. So a lot of New Orleans people, there are people who live in New Orleans who will not go eat at a restaurant if it's not. Uptown, yeah, yeah. Like they won't come in, if you, like to even suggest to go to Metairie to eat is like just they just won't do it. You know, I mean it's like you know ten minutes away. You know from their house, and so trying to uh, take the comedy scene in New Orleans and expand it out a little bit to Metairie has been um, a bitch. Yeah, and we're we it's weird because I mean I don't think it was like someone got the idea from us, but we kind of started doing it. And then other people sort of took it, and, and, and they're doing it too. There's like three places to do stand-up in Metairie. And there's a l- way more to do in New Orleans, though. So uh, we can't we, – we've never really had anything to do with the crowds in New Orleans. So, But, I, I you know, I think uh, if, you, if you plan a tour to where you're doing, a, a, you know, like places on the way here, you can definitely make your money back. I think if you just were like, "Oh, I'm going to fly to New Orleans and do some dates," right? You, you're you're probably not going to you know make your money back. If I couldn't route it with something going up or coming down, like it's not worth it financially. Like that's what happened to me. I would say from like year three, uh, year eight, I worked all over the country, and that just started kind of wearing thin, going all the way to from Florida, driving all the way to Tulsa or fucking Utah. 
you know, if I couldn't route it that well, it was meant long driving and less money. So I just like, well, I'd rather just work the south a little more often, you know? Yeah. And I had, you kind of, you know, you kind of slink back in the sense and I was like, I'm either going to keep working the same circuits or I'm going to go to L.A. and I'm going to open up opportunity. That's a smart way to do it. Get busy, or get busy dying, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen that movie, but I do love that quote. Ah, man, you have to see that movie, dude. That movie's so good. Oh, man. Uh, so, uh, I think you had said something when we first started talking about uh, you do sketches as well? Yeah, I... Uh, I've been on two sketches on Kimmel, and I like just shooting stuff whenever someone, like, I've written a handful myself, and I'm always kind of writing them, uh, and I just like the idea of doing, I like acting, so any chance I can to do sketch and act, they're mainly videos that I shoot. I really don't do, like, live sketch. It's mainly just, I like shooting, shooting video. Okay. I shot one Sunday. Yeah, man, they're fun, and they're, they're a different way to be funny. There's different uh, things than just being on stage and telling jokes. There's, I mean, it's just, oh, so much fun. Is that, so ideally, is that the next goal for you, is to maybe get on, like, a sketch show or something like that? I mean, honestly, at this point, I would take any writing job, anything related to stand-up, like, anything that allows me to be creative and funny, I'm going to kind of just put, I'm going to start learning, I'm keep on learning the skills of, like, sketch writing and stuff like that, just because it makes me more well, well-rounded, and out here, they really want you to be able to kind of do everything. Mm, okay. First. Like, you know, Amy Schumer was a stand-up, and I'm sure she had to write a shit ton of sketches to get her show pitched. Yeah. So now, then they hired writers, and then now it's easier because now she's just going to collaborate with everybody and do her show. But, you know, before that, she had to write sketches. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She had to do a lot of footwork, too, you know, doing... Uh, I mean, you bust your ass, and then people think you just get, like, someone just walks up and taps you on your shoulder, and it's like, oh, it's your turn to be successful. And it's like, nah, man, I've been running this race for a very long time. So you're at about 10 years now? Yeah, I'm in the middle of my 11th year. Okay. It's um, pretty fucking impressive, man. So that's uh, you just mentioned you, you've, you've done Kimmel twice. Uh, I mean, that's pretty cool. Like, how do you, I mean, is it like scouts at, at say, the Improv or, or wherever? Or, or, you know, how? No, how sh- I took a, uh, a workshop with the casting director, and it's a really good, it was a good workshop, and I guess I stood out because when she, they use me actually a lot for like, uh, sketches, stand-in work, and extra stuff. Just kind of, I'm, I live really close, so it's, n- you know, nothing for them to call me and go, hey, can you come in? And like a month ago, I was doing stand-in work for Kevin James, and it's just good side money. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, we're going to cast something in a month, and it's a sketch. We like, we think you'd be good for it. Great. You know, and it's just, it's a day, it's a good day, get day's wage, and you get your face on TV again. You can add it to your reel, you know? It, That's awesome. Yeah, you just kind of just never stop swinging your axe. Yeah, just kind of builds you up and gives you more rep, too. Yeah, like, I I, I literally, my first technical television appearance outside of, like, uh, Kimmel or game shows uh, is going to be on this uh, newly launching uh, network called the Vietnamese American Network. It's called Comedy Stir Fry. I'm not shitting you. This is something I taped uh, two months ago, and <laughs> uh, it's going to be on channel, like, fucking 198. Comedy stir fry on something called the Vietnamese Network. No, Vietnamese American Network. Oh, okay. it's called like Van or whatever Vietnamese American Network. Um, but I'm gonna take that set and try to get that set to get me other stuff. Well, yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, there's always the Korean Network next. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> what they want to put me on? I honestly just building credits, like collecting pot, you know, collecting Pokemon cards. Man, why not just use that? That's a horrible. <laughs> why did I say that? 
I don't know. Are you into Pokemon? No, I'm not. I just I think I, was <laughs> I mean, look, no off. judgment. Like we're not. <laughs> look, Jigglypuff's my favorite, so we're good. Well, I was gonna say I think Pogs at first, and that would have worked. So I'm just I don't know. My brain, I, you know, I'm a little high. Ah, uh, I don't think anybody remembers Pogs. Well, we Pogs puts do. a very definite age stamp on you there. Yeah, Pogs, man, it, it was little well, fucking circular cutouts. Well, the funny thing is, you're you're like you're like 29 now or something like that. 31. You're 31. Okay, so so are you old enough to remember Pox? Like, yeah. I was like maybe uh, 12 when that came out. Okay. No. So I mean, it was my childhood. I never played with it because uh, my I was poor. Someone was like, "I'm not buying you cardboard for no reason." <laughs> Go make your own. God damn it. I mean, she's like, "That's what homeless people do." Right. <laughs> <laughs> my son's not collecting cardboard like he lives under a bridge. Right. Oh man. You know it's it's that's that's funny. It's sad that you really can't use that as like part of your set because that would be a really bizarre like, oh he's the stand up that does a whole bit about pogs. What Pog guy. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, shit. Like unless you start like doing sets at like the Western Sizzler or something like that. <laughs> is there is that- one of those? Yeah, there is. Oh, okay. I don't think those existed anymore either. They yeah. definitely do. One literally right down the road from my house, and like it's my buddy who had uh, he had like 150 days sober or whatever. So I keep him, I'm like, "Where do you want to get food?" He's like, "Let's go to Sizzler." We get done with our meal, and I'm like, "I'm making you relapse tonight." <laughs> 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 On planet fucking Earth. I actually just found a pretty new Fuddruckers in Orlando. There's a what? Yeah, like it was recently built. I don't know why anyone would buy would build a Fuddruckers like in 2015, but now that sounds like a whole house. <laughs> the hamburger joint. Yeah, it was uh, when you were a little kid in America. Fuddruckers was like the funniest restaurant of all time because it was almost a dirty joke, right? And and curiously, they actually sold pogs. Like, yeah, and then and then the movie Idiocracy took it to a whole nother level, and they changed like the name was Fuddruckers in it, and then it became Pudfuckers, and it was like, yeah, yeah, they, they changed. And it was like they actually took the dirty joke that we were thinking as kids and made it a reality. Some cutting edge jokes there. America, America, America. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about Fuddruckers, but. <laughs> Uh, there's this sandwich shop in New Orleans, and I can't think of where it is. It's like almost like under an overpass. Everything's under an overpass in New Orleans, <laughs> just so you know. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a very true statement. Uh, hmm. Is it actually in New Orleans? Is, is there a – like, I mean, is it like a muffalata or something like that? Is it? Uh, I think I don't know. Is it called Cochino, the pig, or the butchers, or – Squeal? Oh, man, I don't know. My buddy took me there. Had one of the best sandwiches I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, there's a lot of good food and dives here. You know, granted, you don't want to see the conditions that they were made in, but <laughs> it gives I, it a flavor. If I get excited for a meal, I turn off every other sense because I'm like, you know what? I'm not letting anything ruin this. I'm going to eat it. If I don't, it happens. Yeah. Well, you'd probably enjoy yourself quite a bit if you went outside of New Orleans because you can definitely find some roadkill restaurants uh, if you if you go into the swamp. And, and it's really good food. Roadkill oh, yeah. restaurants. Uh, it looks like uh, it's a restaurant, like in a hotel, that kind of setup. Mm-hmm. 
but the hotel looks like it runs whores out of it. <laughs> uh, again, all the all the hotels here look like they <laughs> because they do. That's Caribbean food I've ever had, and it's dirt cheap. Five bucks gets you stewed chicken, red beans and rice, all that shit. It's so good. No shit. Oh yeah. We need to oh, locate this place. Good. We went from comedy to Fuddruckers to Pogs to Well, it's almost food. dinner. I think we're all, you know, I think we're all, you know, just a little bit hungry. I mean, March not because it's four in the morning there. Yeah, it's, it's like a half an hour to midnight. Wait, wait, folks, hold on, hold on. If you listen really hard, you can hear Loki crying. Yeah, you can, Vicky. I'm just sat in the kitchen preparing a bottle for the young man. <laughs> See, do do my dad duty. There you go. Listen to that rocket. Nice. And he's officially how old now, Mark? Uh, he's eight weeks old now. Eight weeks. So, so for those of you who don't speak baby, what he's saying is, damn my brother, I will take the throne of Asgard. What's <laughs> that? <laughs> Just saying. Could have, could have been named, uh, Fortress Maximus, maybe Nemesis. Uh, Serpentor. Serpentor was a good one, yeah. What about Optimus Prime, you know? No, yes. this child was going to be evil. There was no chance. <laughs> That's why his name is Loki. <laughs> oh, wow. dear Lord. Uh, one, one of these days, like like ten years from now, you, you're going to find out that he lied to you, and you're going to be mad, and we're going to be there to remind you, well, you didn't name him after the God of Lies. Just <laughs> like, it's not the God of Lies. He's the God of Mischief. Um, And the comics he's bold, but whatever. <laughs> Like I'm not talking about the comics. I'm talking about the actual Norse god. Oh, let's let's pretend that you were just such a buff of Norse mythology that you wanted to <laughs> name your you named him after you probably named it after the movie. Let's be honest. <laughs> Dear sweet Jesus, no. Uh, have you not seen pictures of me, Adam? Do you not see the little Viking resemblance? Mm, no. no. Again, no, you are not at all. <laughs> <laughs> You are way too skinny. Sorry, Chris. This is this is like a family spat. We we. <laughs> no, it's fine. I want to see. Who... Exactly. I don't wow. know what you said, but it must have been really offensive. <laughs> so no, censorship. Sweet. Sorry. Uh, no, I, I hope one, I, I'm just listening to see if one person gets cut. It, it has to come to that, but it's partially because none of us have enough money to go across the pond. That's right. It will help. We'll get back across the way. It's very, very expensive business. Yeah, I'm good hey with up. that. I'm good with that. Uh, maybe Elon Musk will have a bullet train by then. <laughs> really putting a lot of faith in the of English. Well, look, you gotta, when a guy's named Elon, to me, that, that says, like, like I'm going to do something. That's a man of his word right there. That means he's going to blow up buildings. I mean, when your name is Elon, you kind of have to be, like, like, really competent because... I mean, who wants to sleep with a guy named Elon? It's the strangest fucking name I've ever heard. It's, it's a name I've never heard. Elaine? That's a girl's name. <laughs> I know, but that's who wants to sleep with Elon. Not in England. Oh, dear, oh, dear. You Americans, you've got such a strange way <laughs> sorry, of putting things. Sorry, that was actually like a vague reference to Ghost Dad. Was it really? Yeah, you remember they had the guy that was like, your name's Edith? No, my name's Edith. Well, that's a girl's name. No, it's a boy's name. Not in England, yeah. I, remember I just took y'all down a rabbit hole. Sorry. So, <laughs> so Chris, uh, what? Uh, I, th- I think we might have asked this question earlier, but what? Uh, what? Uh, what do you have coming up? Like any, any big news that you you want to share, or um, just, just doing the rounds? 
I got submitted for uh, XM Series, my album. I'm waiting to hear back whether I got uh, a picked up for that. Sweet. That really big step forward. Uh, other than that, I'm just working Vegas in August. I'm working uh, just a bunch of clubs next month. You know, it's just constant grind. Fantastic, dude. How do you uh, how do you keep up between? You know, you said you were helping a disabled child. You deliver weed, and I know that's really really busy in, in California. And and then you're going to Vegas and doing sets and. You know, and then you're you're helping the Vietnamese with their comedy, right? Uh, I'm just really good at organizing, <laughs> kind of stay on top of everything, and I get up early and go to bed late. That's kind of a lot of it too. I'm you know, I worked till two last night. I didn't have a show, so I just worked, you know, too. I got up at ten, went and saw Jurassic World. I got a show good. tonight. Yeah, it was fucking great, awesome. amazing, 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 amazing. I had a fucking boner the whole time. Great, because uh, I love the first film, but then the sequels were absolute dog shit. Oh, uh, no. The so, second one was okay. The third one was awful. The second one's good. The thing is, this movie treats uh, treats the universe as if the second one and the third one didn't happen. Okay. All right. Ah. Um, and I'm going to be honest. It's just great. It's just fucking great. Did anybody that you really dislike get eaten? Yes. Nice. Was it was it Ron Howard's daughter? Who? Well, yeah, exactly. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> the the main chick in the movie is Ron Howard's daughter. Oh, it is. Ron Howard is in Richie Cunningham. Yes, yeah, Richie Cunningham. Well, pri- primarily known for directing these days, but yes. <laughs> yeah, no the the main the main chick Bryce Dallas Howard is his daughter. Oh, okay. Well, at least he didn't put at least his, his cousin or brother wasn't in the show. What, what's wrong with Clint Howard? That is a weird looking fucking dude. <laughs> And you know what? He's way richer and way more famous than we'll ever be. So. That's because he's got a rich brother. I, I think he was working before. Anyway. So. <laughs> no, he was not working before uh, Obi was. Yep. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. remember Obi was a child actor. Yeah, Obi was. Yeah, a- yeah, yeah. No, but I, I do. Re- well, yeah, I guess so. Like, because I think I think Clint Howard's first role was in Star Trek. Was it? Uh, so I thought it was in some fucking B horror movie. No, he he got child work too. Oh, okay, okay. I, think. I, I didn't know. He played he played a fucking I don't know some kind of weird alien, and they didn't even need to use makeup. This is all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was just about to say how cohesive I thought this felt. <laughs> Everything flows, man. I like it when our Radio guests. Gold. I like it when our guests uh, have some some faith in us. I, I try to crush it as much as possible, but I like it when they start out that way. <laughs> Walk in with a good attitude. Right. It's a, it's a touching sentiment. Uh, <laughs> I do it. All right. Um, anybody, anybody got any uh, news or anything like that? that we're... Well, we got uh, we got our little uh, show coming up next week. Ah, we, we we've got a special guest on. We can we can talk talk about that. Well, actually, yeah, I guess if it's next week, mention it real quick. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's next Friday. I mean, uh, I think it's Friday. <laughs> I don't even fucking remember. Oh, this is great. <laughs> it's Saturday at uh, at Babylon. Two bands playing. We got Yak from uh, Lafayette, and we have uh, Four on the Floor from here. Okay. It's my nice. buddy. Oh, y'all should show up. It'd be cool. You know what I did want to bring up? I'm sorry, Chris. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was, uh, I mean, that's cool you guys. It's cool you guys do music, man. It's fucking... You have to be doing something creative. We yeah. actually do a little bit of everything. We actually have a local stand-up friend of ours that, I guess in a couple months, 
Uh, it's coming up pretty quick. We're going to be helping him record a live album. Yeah. And uh, uh, hopefully that'll uh, that'll help his career and thereby help us a little bit too. Uh, but yeah, we we do a monthly comedy show where uh, I've I've actually started hosting and uh, and we have like just various people like we we we've, we've uh, had. A uh, pretty good crop of, of uh, comics that we haven't had anything to, like uh, for a while. It felt like we were kind of recycling a lot of people, and uh, we've we've had uh, some some new new faces and stuff like that. And it's been going pretty well. Yeah, it's been actually turning out. The turnouts have been getting better and better, and you know it's been actually pretty fun. Yeah, seen down there. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean the problem with New Orleans is that it's a fickle bitch. Yeah. Yeah, and some and there's plenty of times where people just basically say, "Eh, we just don't feel like playing," you know. And so you you work really hard. It's not that you have a bad idea; you have a very good idea. And then sometimes people just don't show up. Uh, we're actually pushing uh, right now. We have two big shows in July. One of them is a Fourth of July party that's got we've got uh well the the gentleman that i was mentioning our, our stand-up friend Corey max hosting we've got a burlesque dancer cherry brown we've got like four bands and then the week after we're doing our first live show like our first live podcast live podcast is our for our 200th episode right yeah it's, it's like our birthday you know <laughs> and it should it, it'll be weird because uh, you know you're you're used to stand up but we're not and it, like basically a live podcast is a version of stand up it's not it's different it's it's different but it's still if there's gonna be an audience shit yeah you got to be funny way more than you have to be funny in a podcast oh yeah it's gonna it's gonna be uh, interesting because it's gonna be what six of us uh yes uh but fortunately well no it'll be seven seven of us seven of us. Which, and then, so it should be an interesting. Uh, and then I, I, my idea behind it would I'd like to put up a microphone for people to ask us questions. That'll oh, that, work too. That's a good idea. You know, like to have them interview us as well. You well, know, it's, it's part it's of the a good idea if people participate. That's <laughs> yeah. You include the audience, and it also great gives great way for banter, crowd work. You know. Yeah, and uh, we're also going to have a, a live performance by a musical guest. We don't have the guest yet, but we're going to get somebody there, and it's all going to be free, so everybody can come in and yeah. just pack the house and come listen to us make asses of ourselves. But uh, four of the people that will be on stage with are professional stand-ups, so it's not like we're yeah. – we, we've got a net, you know. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. don't have Frankie, but we definitely have a net. Really? Did you <laughs> really fucking say that? You really want that. Ooh. I'm just shout out to my homie dead and gone. Sorry. <laughs> Pour out some milk. But uh, so I, I did want to bring up like this. This went all over the news yesterday, and I don't really understand why people are freaking out. I understand that it's weird and like fraud, but so this woman in what is it, Washington, that was pretending <laughs> to be black so she could yeah. head the NAACP. I thought that was hysterical. She didn't even look black. No. Or, or uh, mixed well, race. Or actually, here's the thing. Well, well, she could definitely be mixed race. And I, when I was looking at her, she looked like a very, very poor version of, like, Maya Rudolph and Ray Dawn Chong. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. combined. You know, which I don't want to insult either of those women because they're both beautiful women. But she, she looked kind of like that. So I could see it. But, like, I, I was a little – I didn't really understand why people were upset because – I was reading the article, and this woman is clearly like unhinged. This isn't this isn't some mastermind that was defrauding 
like black Americans. <laughs> this is a nutbag. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I don't know. I mean. If Facebook didn't exist, we wouldn't know about it. So it's just a small, isolated, crazy bitch that everyone figured out. Like, and anybody, and it's easy to jump on and kick her, you know? Oh, yeah. She's I mean, like to be fair, dog. she probably does deserve a little bit of a kicking. But, I, yeah. Herself. This was going to come to a head at certain points. When you behave in a certain manner, you get you pay for it, and she's paying for it now. Yep. Yeah. Well, they like, did they fire her? I thought they were keeping her or something like that. Oh, no, that I have no clue about. But I, I mean the sense of, like, just being a fucking joke. Yeah, just yeah. being an idiot. Come on, man. Well, what's that hairdo? I mean, you're you're gonna be a joke one way or the other. Uh, Sideshow Bob. I'm just saying. She I'm just about she, to say the same thing. She doesn't have that good hair. <laughs> she doesn't have good hair. She did. I, I don't know what she did to it. I'd beat that ass up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's I read that article and go, I'd fuck that crazy bitch, and then I and then I scrolled down. <laughs> That's all I did. I was like, you know what? What a what a dumbass and not not bad. I put it in her mouth. You know, fuck it. Let's have some fun with her. See, <laughs> see, since you have hookups at Kimmel, I, I could easily see this being like like uh, your own little segment on the show. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you should go for it. I think you should pitch them. Crazy biracial women I'd bang by Chris Cope. Dude, that'd be great. <laughs> all right, everybody, welcome back. Here we are. <laughs> You know what time it is. I would stay up late for that. Hell yeah, me too. <laughs> well, good. I'm so glad I got it up like Masterpiece Theatre in a nice big leather armchair with a cat. <laughs> right, boys and girls. All right. This is another episode of I'd Tap Black with Chris Cope. <laughs> yeah, right. I'd hey, look, if you ever want to come back on our show just to do like a bit where you just talk about women that you'd like to uh, handle, like we're more than willing to. Uh, Dude, able. I'd make theme music for you and everything. <laughs> That's that's a really that's a really nice offer. If you if you just want to do like a you know maybe once every so often you want to do a you know who who look what I'd hit with by Chris Cope no problem I'll make some theme music we'll get it all set up yeah use this as like an open mic night and then when you decide you can take it onto YouTube you know I think I I look I watch that web series I'm not kidding. Welcome to Women I'd Bang. Yes, even you. The list is endless. <laughs> uh, all right, folks. Well, we uh, yeah, we're we're up right on our hour, so that's cool. Um, Chris, before you before you head off, so uh, would you mind uh, plug everything that you have? Okay. Uh, you can. I mean, my Twitter is at Chris Cope Comedy. My Instagram is at Chris Cope Comedy. You can uh, you can find me on Pandora and Spotify. You can search my album White Trash Supercomputer. You can search Chris Cope. My website is iheartchriscope.com. I think that's all the shit that I have. Sweet. Uh, uh, yeah, you said you have a Vine, too, right? Uh, well, I shoot on Vines. Uh, my buddies, I can't think of the Botch Brothers. We do, re- we do basically wrestling Vines. Oh, nice. Yeah, I have, a, I have an American Eagle luchador mask. Oh, dude, that's search beautiful. My, uh, search my Twitter. It's in there. America. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, Chris. Well, thanks for joining us, dude. That was like, you know, it was a really fun episode. It's kind of strange. Sorry about all the weird pop in and outs and all that stuff, but it's a, it's life's an adventure. You roll with it. Uh, like we said, if you ever want to come back on the show, dude, you are more than welcome to come back on. Uh, you can come talk to our, our other host, uh, the rum guy who is banging his wife right now. Good. I hope he's having fun. All right, guys. I'll talk to you later. All right, Chris. Take it easy, man. Bye. Take care. Bye. Later. All right, folks. And that was Chris Cope.
Uh, go check them out. You can apparently you, you can you can see them on Jimmy Kimmel and a Vietnamese network. That's awesome. <laughs> really cool guy, man. I'm glad he came on the show. It was really fun. I felt like we should have like connected, like given him information for like the Vietnamese podcast, Vietnola. Vietnola in the house. I didn't know there was a Vietnamese podcast named Vietnola. Yeah, yes, you did. That, been, was, that was on that list of podcasts. Oh, yeah, that, that's right. They beat us out by, like, two or something. No, by, like, six. We were, like, like eight in or something like that. No, whatever, man. I don't fucking know. All right, whatever. Fuck. Mark? Yes. Piece of shit. Thanks for that. That's, that's, that's lovely, that is, Wayne. <laughs> I'm finally glad you're back on here for a few moments, at least. Barely back on. Drop me in the meat grinder. I had no idea who this dude was. I know, that's why, <laughs> that's why I did it. I was like, yeah, Mark, you should come on. We got a guest. Let's do this. And you were like, oh, shit. The worst thing is, I know nothing of comedy. Well, that's okay. Uh, but he's a stand-up. That's, that's really the important part, just asking him questions about, you know. About his stuff, you know. Keeping up the just level. Just giving him a platform to be funny as well. Exactly. Yeah. Keeping up the level of uh, intellectual... Um, interviews that were, you know, in quality interviews that we've always done. It's like that's really all uh, all it's about. Yeah, Mark. God. Vicky's shouting that Americans stink. No, we don't. We shower. French people stink. Oh, they shower. French people stink. <laughs> she sat feeding, feeding the small child after his massive tantrum. I, I did quite hear that. It was kind of interesting. It was, like a, it was like a gremlin screaming in the background. I was two rooms away. Two? And he, he, yeah, and he's got a, f- a fair, f- fair set of lungs on him. Nice. He, he makes tauntaun noises most of the time. That's awesome. Honestly, it, it sounds just like a tauntaun. Vicky was like, what are you talking about? And I played <laughs> off YouTube, and she was like, fucking hell, that sounds just like him. <laughs> Hopefully not the, the one that Luke is carved into. <laughs> I've always wanted to have a go at that, that sort of shit. With some sort of large animal. I was say, first you have to see I don't know if they grew tauntauns in England, but if they do, motherfucker, we need to get one of those over here. They didn't grow them, but they do eat them. Ah, okay, okay. I'm sure I've met a few women that look like them. Is that what Haggis is made out of? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Alright, man. Well, I know Adam's got some stuff he's got to set up, and i got to take a shower before I can go over where Adam's going. Our, our audience really wants to know about your shower. I wasn't talking to the audience. I was talking to Mark. Oh, we're cutting all this out? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't care if they know I'm going to take a shower. It's not like they're going to come around and watch. Actually, anyway. maybe you should let them know that you take a shower. Maybe they assumed otherwise. Maybe that's a... that, That's true. It is true. Um, but anyway, thank you, Mark, for joining us again. It's more than welcome. It's nice to get back on for a change. Yeah. yeah. No, and we, we get to actually make fun of you face-to-face, kind of. Instead of when you're not here. After being told that the last episode you recorded that you guys were uh, giving me shit without me being there to defend myself, oh, I yeah. was a little disappointed. A little disappointed. I, I like that you you took that personally when the entire episode was basically someone berating Rom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't hear about that, though. I got told. Wayne, Wayne was like, yeah, I've been t- taking the piss out of you. It's like, yeah, oh, thank you yeah. very much, mate. Well, technically, it wasn't us. I brought, technically up, it wasn't you. I brought up the fact that you, we, she, she thought we were UK based, right? Yes. Who's this? Uh, the guest we had on, Miss Jessica Cameron, and, and 
she thought we were UK based, but I said we said no, we actually have a show that's UK based, but we're not, and they haven't been on in a while because of their internet problems. And she went to say that her American phone works really well in England, and Wi-Fi works everywhere. <laughs> so you were yeah, but we live in the countryside. Wait, what? We don't live. In, we live in the countryside. Mark, Mark, let's let's be honest. The entirety of England is the countryside. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> this is a green and pleasant land. Let's let's call a let's call a spade a spade here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was your host Wayne. Yes, I was your host Wayne. I am Adam. I'm some dude from England. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for Chris Coe for coming on the show. And we missed Rum today, but that's okay. I didn't miss Rum. I didn't miss him at all. Not not even a little bit. Huh? Uh, not a little bit. I only missed them because I was, you know what? I don't even feel like finishing this joke. And we're Keep it metal. <laughs> Adieu, adieu, parting is such sweet sound. Go ahead and run. Run home and cry to mama. Get the fuck out. Okay, then. That's it. <laughs>